Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 92. This is my year end wrap up. This is going to be the last episode of 2016 because I'm going to take the next two weeks off to focus on preparing the show and my business for 2017. Now, it's been an eventful year, and we've lost a lot of freedom in 2016. Government grew, and so did your share of the national debt, which currently sits at $61,333 as of December 14, 2016. Now, that's how much every U.S. citizen owes, according to usdebtclock.org. Now, according to Just Facts, a nonprofit research firm, the debt stands at $19.9 trillion. That's 559% of the total annual federal revenues. So take your annual gross income and multiply that by 559% to put that number into perspective. If you have an annual gross income of $150,000, then you'd owe $838,500 in debt. Now imagine that you have an additional $4.7 million in long-term debt. This is debt that you've already incurred and have to pay out over time. The federal government's total liabilities, not including the current debt, which are unfunded future liabilities, is anywhere from $76.5 trillion to $104.4 trillion, depending on the source. That's huge. And using the low figure of $76.5 trillion, that's 3,160% of annual federal revenues. That's an incredible amount of money. And these debts, they're never going to be paid in full, at least not with money that has any value at least any value that resembles the value that it has today. So you're making $150,000 a year, and you owe $5.6 million to other people, to put it in perspective. At least it's not all due today, but the bad news is you do have to borrow $49,500 every year just to make ends meet. And that's exactly the situation that our federal government's in. So what's the exit strategy? How are you ever going to pay your debts? I could go on, but the figures just become mind-numbing pretty quick. So in 2016, the NSA collected more of your personal data. The Code of Federal Regulations grew to a record high 81,611 pages. That was in 2015. We're going to have to wait a few more months before we know where it stands for 2016, but inevitably, it will be higher. Now, the Heritage Foundation's 2016 Index of Economic Freedom has the U.S. at number 11 this year. We were at number 8 in 2010 and number 5 in 2008. That's where we rank as far as the freest economies in the world. You'd think we'd be right there at the top, right? One or two. Well, we haven't. we're at 11 now, and we haven't been in the top five since 2008. We're going in the wrong direction. We're losing freedoms, and B.O. makes no bones about it. In fact, in his final speech to the United Nations General Assembly, President Obama said that the U.S. has to give up some freedom 
in exchange for security. He said, quote, We can only realize the promise of this institution's founding to replace the ravages of war with cooperation if powerful nations, like my own, accept constraints, end quote. Well, thank you, Emperor Obama. From an employer perspective, there were a lot of changes in 2016. It was a very active year from a minimum wage standpoint. We saw a lot of new minimum wage laws take effect in 2016. Georgia, Minnesota, Oregon, and Virginia. And five states, Arizona, California, Colorado, Maine, and Washington, plus New York City and Washington, D.C., passed increases to their minimum wage for 2017 and beyond. And 11 other states have annual increases based on a cost-of-living index. Several paid leave laws took effect in 2016, and many others were passed which take effect in 2017. California had a change that took effect in 2016. Oregon has a new law that took effect in 2016. Montgomery County, Maryland also had a new law take effect. Bloomfield, New Jersey, Plainfield, New Jersey, New Brunswick, New Jersey, San Diego, California, Tacoma, Washington, and Los Angeles, California all had paid sick leave laws take effect in 2016. And nine jurisdictions have laws that were passed in 2016 and take effect in 2017. Your employee handbook also needed a little attention this year. You should review it to make sure that the new National Labor Relations Board rules are are not being violated by your policies. You can listen to episode 87 for that. Plus, five states passed medical marijuana laws and three states passed recreational marijuana laws. As a result, you should review and update your drug policies. Episode 24 is about marijuana in the workplace, so it's a good idea to go listen to that episode because I talk about the impact on terminations and workers' compensation insurance claims. Let's see what else. The new Occupational Health and Safety Administration rules take effect in 2017. If you offer a wellness plan, there are new EEOC rules for 2017. There's a new payroll card law going into effect in New York in 2017. The new I-9 form has to be used starting January 21st, 2017. And Seattle's secure scheduling law takes effect in July of 17. I've done episodes on all these topics, so you can go to smallbizbrainiac.com forward slash podcasts and search for the one you're interested in. Now, it's not all doom and gloom. I'm hopeful that the future will see a reversal in this trend in employment law. I'm encouraged by the potential new direction of the DOL, as I told you in the last episode. So that's something to be happy about. We'll just have to keep up the good fight to regain our freedoms and to turn the national economy around. Business owners know the real financial situation. We're not fooled by the economic propaganda that the government pushes on us. In fact, I just got an email claiming that the unemployment rate dropped. But we know that that's a faulty formula and that they misrepresent the facts to make the economic picture look rosy. One of the things we need to do in the U.S. and around the world, for that matter, is to return our money to the gold standard and a sound currency, not this fractional reserve system 
backed by the full faith and credit of the government or whatever nation it is that happens to be issuing the currency. If you're at all interested in learning about money, and I hope you are, then I've got two great resources for you. One's a video series by Mike Maloney. And he has six videos called The Hidden Secrets of Money. But just Google it or, or go search for it on YouTube, and I guarantee you're going to love these videos. Now, the second resource is a book called The Creature from Jekyll Island. This is an incredible book that will literally it'll blow your mind. It's about the Federal Reserve, which is the creature. And this was formulated, it was crafted by a small group of bankers and politicians on Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia. I think it's incredibly important that everyone know about money and its history and about the Federal Reserve. It's the only way you're going to be able to protect your assets in the future. And finally, I just heard today that Judge Andrew Napolitano spent an hour with Trump talking about the qualities of a good Supreme Court appointee. I would say to Trump, just appoint Napolitano. He would be perfect. So hearing about that meeting gives me hope as well. So I want to thank everybody who's listened to the show this year. From the bottom of my heart, thank you very much for listening. If you get a chance, please go to the website and drop me a line, say hi, ask a question. Let me know what you like or don't like. That'll help me with the 2017 preparations. So until next year, have a very happy holiday, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.